Welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas, and at least one good story. Okay, can you describe yourself? What do you look like? Like physically or...? Yeah, give a picture to the audience so okay. they know who they're listening to. Uh, I'm 18. Uh, I have brown hair, long hair. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I usually wear glasses, but to go to school, uh, I have brown eyes. Right now, I'm quite tan, but <laughs> it's not uh, my real color. <laughs> um, yeah, physically, that's it. Good enough. So, can you describe where we are? Okay, what's, so what's happening? What we're doing? We're in a refugee camp in Greece. In, uh, at Hitsona, Hitsona camp. And I'm working with uh, ECHO, which is a small NGO. Uh, we provide food, uh, well, the, the army food, uh, but also hygiene stuff, clothes, uh, shoes, and, um, and also we, we propose carpentry, so people can uh, build uh, stuff to improve their living conditions in, in the tents. And what are some things that you see around you right uh, now? Just a a, listener pile and a huge pile of water. Of water. <laughs> Too <laughs> much croissants, water. a lot of croissants, uh, apples, juice. And, and you're, you're a few from, kids. You're from France. So yeah. Oh, yes, you I'm eat, from France. Do you eat uh, croissants usually? Yes, usually. And those one are... I ate... I tried to eat one on my first day. And since then, I guess since two months, I've never touched it again. It's <laughs> really disgusting. <laughs> it, it, I don't know why it's it called croissants. <laughs> Not even the, the real taste. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Can you describe what you what you just did? Uh, I gave um. Uh, I took I took the tickets and I gave croissants uh, for one per person, one just for adults, milk for children, and one one food also per person. And the one juice per adult today is quite contentious. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand, I think. They want, they want more juice, but we don't have enough today. And so. you're particularly good at <laughs> respecting those rules. Yes. <laughs> we have a hard time. We always want to give more juice, but uh, can you talk about the, the reasons behind that? Um, because if you give more to one, 
if well if there is someone around it we see it or even when they walk and they see that they have I don't know more than the others then they can come and ask for more and if you you don't have enough for everybody in the camp then it can be a problem because if you run out of uh, of something then it can create tensions and jealousy and so we have to be careful about yeah, what we do. So both Johan and Ferdy talked about that when I interviewed them. Is there like a training for ECHO that you do? Yeah. You no. just see the jealousy and the problems first then? Well, um, yeah, we are, we, there is a rule and we know that we have to be careful about this. Then you just try to, to be careful about it. How yeah. How you give um, every everything you give and to not not doing uh, try to not do favoritism also mm -hmm. I don't know I at the beginning I was even more strict with this sometimes now I try to you have your favorites <laughs> no 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 I try to not do that no, no, no. <laughs> I don't, but just to be less um, less strict with uh, when we have a lot, like we can do. Mm -hmm. yes. So, did that surprise you when you came here? Uh, the fact that we can't give what well, well, this. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's surprising because you want to give, you're here to give, so and you have to say no so many times. But then you understand also that it's also a good thing. Well, if we are doing this, it's for a good thing, like avoid tensions, and, mm -hmm. and they understand most of the time, so mm -hmm. it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. What other things surprised you when you started? Uh, when I started, well, the the waste of the of food, like yummy food, they don't eat it, so we waste a lot, a lot of food. We try to give it to to charity. But uh, sometimes they don't come, so we have to throw it away. Mm. Um, that was the the first thing that almost all new volunteers are like. Ah. <laughs> but uh, then, what surprised me? Um, I was expecting. Well, we give. I think, but also it's thanks to our donors. Uh, we give a lot. Echo is giving a lot of, of stuff, and it's great. It's great. We have a lot of uh, like we have donors who who are providing uh, uh, a huge amount of uh, hygiene products, for example. Mm. Uh, hygiene. 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 Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. Hygiene. no. 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 I didn't mean to correct you. <laughs> no. No. no the listeners might not understand. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was saying that they have a. I have the feeling that they, they have a lot of stuff, like with, for example, the hygiene or the clothes that we give every week, uh, one week for women, then the week after is for children and the week after for men, and it turns like this. Um, but in fact, and I took time to realize it, um, they don't have the choice um, of anything, except the only thing we left uh, is the, when we do clothes shopping, mm. they have a little bit of choice mm -hmm. but um, and it's like a prison in fact like, like a, a prison what do you mean well they're stuck here and 
they didn't choose to they didn't choose this and they didn't they don't even have the choice to eat what they want and yeah. it's one thing I think I think would be like should be a right so why did you come? <laughs> uh, one of my friends went uh, in Leros, in November, with this NGO and he spent more than one month there. And, well, the situation was completely different because it was like, I don't know, a lot, a lot of people arriving every, every day with the, with the boats and it was really, well, it was really hard also to, to be there. People were dying, it was terrible. And, but I really wanted to come and help, uh, but I was underage and so I was thinking, and I had also my final high school exam to, to take, so I decided to wait until the, the summer. And, but I, I began to really uh, document myself in the migrant crisis. I was following a lot of newspapers about this to be really aware of the situation. Which newspapers did you turn um, to? The Economist, The Guardian, and a few French newspapers. Is it how is it covered in France? I mean, it seems like it it's it's very complicated in it France was, right now. Yeah, it was uh, better covered by the. Anglo-Saxon, uh, Anglo-Saxon, Anglo-Saxon press, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then the French one. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And if I I'm, if I couldn't come here, I would have been to I would have go to to Calais. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask why not. Calais? Because I, I had this friend who put me in contact with Echo. Yeah. But if. Uh, if it's if not, I will have been to to Kenya. What organizations are working in Kenya? I don't know. I would say maybe MSF is there, and MSF I think maybe is there, but I'm not sure. Médecins sans frontières, doctors without borders, and a few like small NGOs. I think But there's not like an organized. Yeah, right. It's no. not the jungle. The jungle, yeah. Holland yeah. uh, just said that he's going to. Yes, yeah, he wants to destroy it. Destroy What's it. Like, what do they expect to happen? Do they think everyone will disappear? No, no, no. Well, the plan is to take them to center in France. I don't in know. In cities? Center, like. Not refugee center? Yeah, like kind of refugee center. In kind a town, of in a city. <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of. I don't know exactly, it's very unclear. Ah. I don't know. It seems like maybe they should have a plan before yeah. they destroy everything. <laughs> uh, what we hear from the news about France is that, you know, the, the attacks are due to poor integration. You know, that's what the American media reports. Sorry? Poor the integration. Poor integration. From yeah. former yeah, generations yeah. of yes. immigrants, right? Sure. So, do you see that uh, yeah. growing up? Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? Well, um, for example, where I live, there is. You, you said it's a suburb of Paris? Suburb of Paris, okay. yeah. Um, you have really city where it's, where the, it's mostly immigra immigra immigrants, well, son of immigrants. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are 
less educated, they are they have the uh, less good jobs. Then it's very it's really more difficult for them. It's like difficult areas with uh, a lot of immigrants people. Mm-hmm. It looks like ghetto, mm-hmm. uh, and you have a few like can, well, I would say a lot in my in my region. Mm. Is it that the government just wasn't interested in helping develop those areas? Or they just I don't know if they them? were not interested in doing this or just I don't know. They just didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you feel tension with those communities like uh, between the rest of France and and those communities? Uh, it depends on which social class, I would say, like mm-hmm. the upper class maybe uh, look down on this on those people, but uh, can be afraid also. Mm. Yeah, I would say mostly like the fear is uh, one big point. And do you come from a, a very giving family or an upper class family or? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wouldn't I'm, I'm just curious how your uh, family feels about you coming here at 18 degrees <laughs> to help refugees, you know? I wouldn't say upper class, maybe middle class, but middle class is no, very unclear, <laughs> like it yeah. doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, I don't consider I'm rich, but I'm, I'm like, uh, I live well. I mean, I <laughs> Sorry to make you say that. <laughs> <laughs> It's not champagne and caviar every day. Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> just on the weekend. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But, but no, I, my, my family is very open-minded and yeah. I just mean like, uh, did you learn this instinct from your parents or it's just in you? You want to go respond to uh, this crisis? With this crisis, it's really me, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like helping the others is more something. Because I uh, I did my first volunteering experience when I was fifteen, but it was it was not for it was yeah volunteering can you say that? solidarity work solidarity work hmm? solidarity solidar solidar oh I can't say it solidarity solidar say it in French <laughs> solidarity. Yeah, solidarity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but I don't know what that means. Uh, it's a very abstract uh, like like solidarity term. with like when you a but I people. think you can say volunteering but like you you know this here I would say it's more humanitarian work. But what I did before was more volu- volunteering for What does that mean? Tell us okay. some actions. Okay, you. okay. So for example, I worked one month uh, in India. Um, At 15? No, no, no. It was last year, so I was 17. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I was... Uh, <laughs> we're, we're all so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in a, in a school, so I was helping um, the teacher teaching like basics of English. And then we were like painting the, the school mm-hmm. because uh, it was really not in a good state. Uh, but and before that, I also so this was my really first volunteering experience. I did um, I 
I built an ecological shower. Uh, an ecological shower? Yes. Sounds nice. Uh, in France. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> like rainwater? Like, well, like it was um, all in wood and it's adapted for um, handicapped people. Mm. And yeah, so it's, it's like hot thanks to the sun. Oh, solar and powered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, that was my first experience and then since then I really enjoy giving without receiving money or anything and I would like to work in humanitarian aid mm -hmm. later why do you enjoy giving without receiving um, <laughs> I need to reflect <laughs> <laughs> okay let me ask another question uh, so I'm curious, what role has travel played in your life in general? Maybe in inspiring you to do this? I don't know. Have you traveled very much then? Well, I firstly traveled a lot with my parents, mostly in Europe. And then I had my first like uh, experience like going for two weeks in, in a family in Germany or in England no. when I was like 13, 14. And then my first experience uh, alone in traveling um, in Estonia, in India. Estonia? Also, yes. Estonia. We've, and we've been thinking about going to Estonia. Really? What is Estonia like? It's so <laughs> well, mysterious. I, I find it, the people are very unwarmful. Interesting. Nobody says that. Really? <laughs> Everyone says people are nice. Really? Generally. I had this feeling. Not just Estonia, I just mean generally. People oh. will say mm. everyone's nice. But really? Yeah. I don't know, maybe something links with the... It used to be Soviet, right? So, Russia. Russia. Yeah. It used to be Russia. Yeah. Yes. USSR. I think... Behind I don't the iron know. Curtain. Maybe a lot of the former Russian yeah. countries might be a little. Mm. Mm. What do you mean by you said unwarm? Un Unwarmful. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> don't worry. Don't be. We can't speak French, so don't feel bad. All right. <laughs> uh, give an example. What do you mean? Okay. If you go to buy something, um, no hello, no thank you, no goodbye, mm. that kind of thing. Okay, so Estonia and India and Germany and, and yeah, and well, lots we, of places. my parents also traveled a lot, and I've been, I think, Hi. yeah, with my parents, I used to travel like it was always like yeah. adventure and kind of uh, very sportive uh, holidays. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, we went to Sweden, but we went on a, on an island where we didn't even have the shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> To, to no last year but we we did a bike trip for one week or we, we do a lot of stuff sailing mm -hmm. and so yeah in, I think it's in, inspired me in uh, not being afraid of uh, of the nature mm -hmm. I think, would say and also uh, one of my uncle in when he was 20, he just dropped out school and left uh, around the world for five years. Just Those uncles by are walk. the best. Those uncles are the best. Sorry? <laughs> Those uncles are the best. Yes. <laughs> crazy uncles. Yeah, with a lot of stories. <laughs> five yeah. years. 
five years. Well, we have to interview him. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's a, a mountain guide in, in France. He came back. But um, yeah, it inspired me a lot. I, I really admired what he has done. Yeah. What he did. Um, and also, one of the person I would say inspired me when I was maybe 12, something like that. I met um, a French writer and traveler called um, Alexandre Poussin. Uh, he's quite famous. Um, and he, so he's a traveler and he did um, from, the, from South Africa, from the, the corn of Africa, yeah. mm -hmm. to, to North Africa. Uh, by walk, yes, and so I, I met him. It was very interesting, and I really admired also what he did. Yeah, yeah. So, have you noticed that travel has changed you in any way? Um, yeah, I would say, I, like, I built maybe myself on traveling, like. What I was saying, like not being afraid of the nature, but yeah. also not being afraid of, of the difference uh, yeah. of other yeah. people. Yeah. Um, uh, what about this time? You've yeah. spent a long time, you will yes. have spent a long time. Do you reflect? Do you <laughs> journal? Have you noticed any changes? Um, I think it's maybe a little bit early for me. I don't have enough insight to like, see the, the, the changes, but I would say I'm I'm less uh, naive, naive yeah. mm -hmm. with people. That's a like word we borrowed from you. <laughs> Sorry. That's a word we've borrowed from French in English. Yeah. We borrowed it from French. Uh, oh, naive. okay, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah. Wait, is it the same pronunciation? Uh, yes, it is. Naive. Na naive. naive. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I was m too much like everybody is nice, everyone is nice, and uh, like too much like tolerance, but in too much tolerance. Yes. And uh, I think I learned uh, here to be less nice with people, mm -hmm. to be more aware. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, last question: What's your best travel story? Uh, the best. Uh, it's too difficult it to choose. Could be any. Actually, a story. Uh, or is there any good story from here that something that something interesting that happened? Uh, or any. <coughs> I don't know when. Everything, every travel that I've done, were really, really different, and there are so many good ones. Like this summer, I've um, I've been hiking with uh, one of my best friends in France for a week, and like we were just uh, sleeping uh, in the nature every day on the on the coast. Mm -hmm. It was really nice. But if I have to tell a story, uh, I don't know. Like once I was uh, swimming in, okay, it was in the Caribbean. And <laughs> we were swimming in. Um, we were sailing. My parents really like uh, sailing, so uh, and there was a wide barrier of coral, coral. Mm -hmm. And so we and with a lot of you know when the 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 water uh, take you away. Yeah, the currents. Yeah, the the currents. Or the, the yeah. riptide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there were also all my family. I mean, like my grandparents, my uncles. Yeah. We'll get back to it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which number? 
Oh, she's in, I think. 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 Oh, she's in, I We lost my mom, then my, my brother you was... lost your mom? Yeah, we lost <laughs> We find her after, but then uh, my, my brother was biking really slowly, so we had to wait for him uh, every 15 minutes. It was really <laughs> annoying. And then, I uh, don't know, my parents decided to, to take a, a nicer way. So, okay, let's go. And uh, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't... Uh, Um, it wasn't used for for biking. Like yeah. normally, we couldn't bike on it on this way. And my uh, wheel um, broke. Like yeah, you know, the know. the tire. You mean it popped? Like yeah. The air. Yeah, like, yeah. The air release. So yeah. we repaired, we fixed it, and then we continue biking. And like 20 minutes after, my my wheel literally explodes. <laughs> like. <laughs> So we couldn't do anything. Like I was with my bike, and the plan was like I have to to walk with my bike and the camping. And it was like we we, we were biking for I don't know maybe five six hours, and I was really tired. I didn't know where was the camping. Maybe one hour, two hours of walk. I don't know. So we we're like in, in in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing, no shop, nothing. And it was like, it was going to be nine o'clock, something like that. So the shop were going to close if there was any possibility to buy it. And then suddenly a guy appeared with, uh, you know, this bike when you have uh, two, two, two seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So him with his wife and then the thing behind like a the... basket or a cart. Yeah, a cart, a cart mm -hmm. with the two, two or three children, I, I can't remember. And he stopped and was like, oh, do you have a problem? And we explained it quickly, but just like... And then he was like, oh, no problem. He just let his wife on the, on the, on the side with the children. And, my, and he took my dad on the, on the <laughs> bike, like the best friend ever. And, and they go, they, they bike uh, to find a shop somewhere, <laughs> I don't know. And then they came back and they, they fixed my wheel and I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. And this guy, uh, so, well, that was a good ending for, for this day. And this guy, we, f we, see, we saw him again throughout the week. <laughs> and he again helped us because we lost our, our map for the, for the bike. So he gave us a, a new map. And yeah, it was funny too. <laughs> That's But a yeah. great story. Yeah. I, I really like that. Or um, on my my traveling with my my family, or always like this, like some. Oh, there is always something which uh, which happens, but with uh, a good hand. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for sharing, yeah. and thank you for speaking English. <laughs> I really tried. appreciate that. I really tried. <laughs> Brazilian educator Paulo Freire describes the person who changes the world this way. 
This individual is not afraid to confront, to listen, to see the world unveiled. Thanks so much to Roman and thank you for listening. Please check out kiva.org for another way to show solidarity, to make a big change. That's kiva.org, K-I-V-A dot O-R-G. And thank you to Dana Boulay for providing the music. Thank you.